0: I was thinking of. Uh, I turned on. Uh, I was driving. Um, yeah, coherent thought. It's coming. I was driving around in the Hyundai that's got Sirius, so I had on the '80s channel, and there, uh, there was a Loverboy song on, and then I, then <laughs> I came up with a, I came up with a Starblazer song from a a Loverboy tune, mm. and it was. Uh, everybody's gonna join the star force gotta get a cosmo dna hey hey
1: oh i love it Welcome to Anime Freaks, your source for the first season of Star Blazers, and soon, Akira! Akira! We're... Tetsuo! We have to do that every time. It's in our contract.
0: Or is it Kaneda? Well, it's Tetsuo, Kaneda. Kaneda, Kaneda Akira, yeah. Yeah, because Akira was the project. Kaneda and Tetsuo were the guys, if I remember right. correctly. Right, yeah. Mm. Mmm! What? I don't know if I told you. What I found you... the Comet Empire tapes. Oh, you did? Good, good. Oh, I was so... Where were they? Um, I had put them into a box with other videotapes, and they were in the bottom, and they were oh, covered okay. up. So when I went to move my box sets, somehow they were not with them. And they and then later when I cleaned out another box, I'm like, ah, here they are. And I showed them to to my wife. I'm like, see? She's like, yeah, that's the one I saw. I knew it was here somewhere. I'm like, you're lucky I found them.
1: There would have been hell to pay otherwise.
0: And I also found I was missing the first tape. Also in that box of the loose videotapes was the first tape of season one of Star Blazers in the thirteen videotapes. Oh wow! Because that's how I bought the first season was thirteen. That's the one with the blue
1: box, right? That's the blue box. Okay. So
0: now I've got the full set of the. uh, Although it's kind of pointless because I can watch them on Hulu and YouTube and everything else.
1: But. It's still nice to have them.
0: Yeah, I have all 13 tapes, and uh, now I've found the Common Empire six six tape set, and I also have season three to Bowler Wars. I have all those too, so everything is in its place as it should be.
1: And eventually, many years down the road, we may get to seasons two and three. Yeah. (laughs) We don't want to be only the Star Blazers show, so that'd be on the back burner for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We definitely got to do some other movies and maybe another show or two. I'm, I, I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm excited, but, well, I guess I'd be excited, but it's going to be another long haul, and I'd like to do macros.
1: I would, too. And I believe uh, one of our emails touches on this. Uh, yeah. That, you know, going from one space opera right into another may not want to be, you know, we may not want to do that. Was, yeah, you know, you want to try a, a different genre or something. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, oh, no, no, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Next. No. You <clears> know, I wanted <throat> to do yeah, do maybe try something that I haven't seen or I haven't seen in a long time. Right. So, so uh what have you been doing in anime cuz I we all know what I've been doing cuz <laughs> I told you but uh, we'll fill everybody in after. You. Yes. So what have you been up to?
1: Well, I have I managed to finish off, I don't know if I told you, I finished uh Arpeggio Blue Steel.
0: Oh, what did you
1: think of that? That was that was very good. It's one of those. It's another one that it 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 ends and it's like okay, where's the next season? Oh, there isn't one.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of like I don't want to say it's. I think it's kind of it could be written for both sexes. I don't mean to sound sexist, but some of the drawings of the women <laughs> were rather suggestive. But there was the romance side to it. I I could see to where. Uh, you know, it might appeal to both sexes, to male and female.
1: Yeah, well, my wife watched a couple of episodes with me, uh, and she she seemed to enjoy it. There was a she doesn't tend to like subtitled movies, so watching it, you know, subtitled like I did wasn't uh, probably conducive to her watching it. But she, from what I saw, she enjoyed it once I explained. Okay, this is the premise. This is who that is. This is who that is. Mm -hmm. And then go from there. And then she was okay. But yeah, I I know what you mean. Like, um, ah, crap, I can't even remember the name of the ship. Uh, The one the the one that's wearing the the huge overcoat.
0: Yeah, Yeah. they're all named after classes of ships.
1: Right. But she has to save herself at one point and converts the coat into energy to dampen her fall and ends up being just in her underwear. Well, yeah, that's, that's how all she's
0: found. She, well, that's all she wears underneath that coat. It's just... <laughs> right, around. yeah, so that... Yeah,
1: yeah it can't, it's not exactly sexist, but it's it's does have its fan service moments.
0: Yeah, and then there's uh, the other one that had to turn herself into a teddy bear, because that's, yes, like, the only... that yeah. was hilarious. And then, it, then at some points when the bear gets angry, it, like, has little, like, razor-sharp wolverine claws that pop out, and yeah <laughs>
1: and she's constantly hey can i get some of this material so i can make my own body back no they're like no fair <laughs>
0: <is the> <laughs> no and then you know they'll do a little anime face where the eyes get all mean and she yeah has the little things above her head <laughs> so yeah it's it's yeah I thought, okay. it, I thought it was cute it was funny you know and, and 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 it had um it it had drama to it
1: oh yeah it's it's a very good series uh I just want more. So I'm probably going to have to dig out the manga and and look, you know, see if I can read some of them. Mm-hmm. Just get a flavor of what everything else is cuz like you said, the manga go into other areas of the world too, right?
0: Yes, yeah, cuz I think I, I would what I think I'd found it on a site. Was it on Crunchyroll the manga it, as well? Yeah, Crunchyroll
1: the if you go, you can't do it through the app or through like your PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah, or you got to do the. Computer. You have to go it to the website, and they do, but they do have the manga there. Yes.
0: When I was in Toledo about ooh, two months ago, when I went up there uh, to drop my daughter off, there was a store that would kind of was really geared towards anime, and I and I did a quick visit in there, and they had a lot of the uh, of the Blue Steel stuff there. Okay. And I was like, hmm. So I don't know. I'm slated to go back up there soon. I might stop in there again, and now that I ha- I'm going to be up there a little longer, I might do some more browsing and just see maybe I might pick something up.
1: Yeah, it can't hurt to just look and see what's available, at least. Yeah. yeah. And I also finished off uh, Bubblegum Crisis. Oh. Which is... It's it's a good series. A lot of standalone episodes. Mm. So, it, because it's back from, what, the early 90s, I think? Okay, But it... It's a serialized thing, so all the they do make reference to earlier episodes, but it's not like uh, this one continuing story. It's like, okay, this episode is this mission. This gotcha. episode is this mission. So it's it's one that you can easily watch, like watch an episode, then come back to it later and watch an episode, and it doesn't end the series. It's just like that the last episode happened to be just another episode. There was mm-hmm. no finale or anything like that. Okay. But that, that one's good. I actually, that's the first one from Forward Momentum that I listened to the radio drama first before I watched the anime. Hmm. Which was interesting because I was able to get a little more of the characters before I watched it, so it lent a little more nuance to the anime itself. Mm. I don't know if that was, you know,
0: good or bad or whatever. It was interesting. Yeah. And to anybody who's forgotten what Full Momentum is, that's uh, if you go on iTunes or whatever uh, podcast or, or actually their site, you can download MP3s, I think. Um, they had done a continuation, kind of like a fill-in of what was happening with Star Blazers uh, just before the Combat Empire, between Season 1 and 2, and then what happened after. Uh, there's a whole big storyline. Right. That the comet empire is just that was not just one comet but many. So uh, we talked about it in a previous episode to some length. So and I'm sure whenever someday we get around to um, season two of Star Blazers, we'll bring it up again then. Right. So yeah, but
1: that's that's basically all I've I've been doing. Mainly I've been watching more more shows that the family watches. So most of mm-hmm. the anime that I watch, I watch if I'm the only one home. Right, because it's not either it's subtitled. I don't want to sit there and read it to my daughter, mm-hmm. or it's stuff that I know the other two in the house aren't gonna like. <laughs> right, so I tend to watch it either if I'm up early in the morning or if I'm the only one home.
0: I can't remember if we talked about it last time. Did you uh, did you get a chance to watch Harlock? I watched the one the opening clip. Uh huh.
1: I did not watch the whole thing.
0: Okay.
1: I didn't watch the whole movie, but I watched the the opening clip where you have the the new crewmen and they're testing them. And And they're on. the Yeah, okay they're on. They're walking the plank, essentially. Yeah. Well, what did you think of that? I thought the animation was amazing. Uh, As far as the story, I'd need to see more of it. It was it, it drew me in. It's one of those things I want to see more of it. I just haven't
0: had the time. Oh, I know we messaged back, but I don't think we discussed this on the show. Re- remember, I couldn't remember where I saw the bird from. Yes, yeah. The bird is Harlock is the, is the bird that's on Harlock's shoulder in the movie. I knew I had just seen that. I'm like, where have I seen that stinking bird before? So, no? so, 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 so that bird that was picking lice out of License's head is the same <laughs> bird that sits on Captain Harlock's shoulder. So, Star
1: Blazers and Captain Harlock apparently take place in the same universe,
0: at least with the same animals. Yeah. Yes. so uh well i don't have any new anime per se on the front because i have been trying to sort my comic collection uh but along the way i did find i had some robotech genesis uh books from uh an indie company i had uh, some robotech books that were put out by by the wildstorm imprint which dc Mm. now owns i also have um found some comico star blazers i had a four issue series and luke jackanetti had also sent me a issue of star blazers as well cool um and i was able to finally uh michael Siderlo, if i've mispronounced your name i am so sorry i i'm just like that that's why i don't say any of the japanese names Um, he had uh last actually last christmas he had sent along a gift to scott gardner to give to me and that was um apollo smile one and two because i had i had done apollo smile which anyone who's not familiar with her i think we've mentioned her on the show haven't we
1: i don't i believe we have uh if not go and listen to back to the bins the apollo smile episode and you'll get the whole history
0: yeah she's uh, long story short she's a she touted herself as the world's first live action anime star girl she was uh you know, did martial arts dressed in a leotard had her own little album comics and everything so and she was also the host of uh, some of the anime weeks on the sci-fi channel which i have videotapes of of uh, and they showed like uh, galaxy 999 express and a few other different uh, movies and, and i have those all on 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 videotape, and I have she she was in the cut scenes between the commercials and stuff, and between the movies. Right, and she'd come on and she'd do like acrobat, you know, stuff, and you know, Kanichi ba 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 doing all the posing, and you know, so she was cute. Anyway, she had ha- had a comic, and I was curious because I didn't have the second issue; it only was two issues. So he was nice. Michael was not nice enough to send it to me. So now I have two ish two copies of number one. And I'm threatening Paul Spataro with sending them to him. <laughs> so then he'll never let you stay at his house again. Probably not. Either that or he'll barbecue my comic book. Or grill it. Or grill it. Or maybe, <laughs> or put a rub on it. <laughs> so but uh but yeah, that's I that yeah, because I've been sorting all my books, uh it's really been been kind of busy and haven't been able to watch too much extra anime. So but I'll get back on the track, I promise. <laughs> All right, so we do
1: have, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, we have one listener. One listener out there who was nice enough and loves us enough to give us an iTunes review. Wow, you're laying it on thick, aren't you? (laughs) I want the reviews. (laughs) Uh, So this review comes from East Diamond 00. So we have a 00 agent giving us a review. And it is titled Anime Fun for All and is a five-star review. And he, I assume Ace is a he, writes, The Anime Freaks is a great show for the lapsed anime fan like myself. I love anime, but have not watched much in recent years. The Freaks' walkthrough of Star Blazers has been really fun to listen to, and their conversations of other anime shows they are watching has helped me to find new anime to try and new places on the internet to find it. So, thank you very much for the review, and you see, Bill... Right there in that review, we are your source for all things anime, even if it's not the topic at hand.
0: Yay! <laughs> We're somebody's source for all things anime.
1: Yeah. Hey, we got one person to try something new. I'm happy.
0: And isn't when that what this listening? is all about? Being happy. <laughs> yes. And I, believe, so, and I believe we have two
1: emails. Yes, we do. Uh, would you like to take one, and I'll take the other?
0: Sure. I'll, okay. Uh, I'll take uh, from. <laughs> I just read the opening line. <laughs> uh, this comes from Luke Giaconetti, and it says Saucer eyed chicks and speed lines are back, baby. Gene Gene, the podcasting machine, and Dr. Bill, anime freaks is back. I never thought it w- I would be so excited to see a podcast about anime return, but yet here we are. Gr- uh, growing up when I did, there was a definite schism between anime mm, okatu and toku- tokusatsu. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, otaku. otaku, Otaku, Otaku. Yes. Wow, stinking brain, pronouncing. <laughs> At least here in the states. See, I, I don't, I never had any. I liked no. Ultraman, and I liked Speed Racer. I yeah, never I, had. see.
1: I, any... I wrote back to Luke, Luke. the same thing. I never had any of that. And all my friends, we loved Star Blazers. We loved
0: Robotech, and we also loved Godzilla. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, he does say further into thing that he that. It's maybe it's more in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, because he is a little bit
1: younger than we are, so it could it could be that the split came about Mm. after we had already gathered our friends and they already had like interests
0: anyway. True, true. Um, Because then he continues. It says the anime fans look down on the tokusatsu fans as liking stupid Power Rangers. Uh, kids crap and the tokusatsu fans bristled back at the anime fans as snobs who elevated kids cartoons into art and so on and so forth this went on pretty much all through high school and college for me to the point that when i did watch an anime such as outlaw star it was with the caveat that i don't like anime but this is good (laughs) never mind that i still watched pokemon and digimon i watched digimon i don't know i that was when my kids were born i was watching that I don't know. They seem to that, like it too.
1: That—that's your excuse, anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. DG My kids were watching it. I just happened to be in the room. <laughs> Digimon, digital monsters. Monster. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I slipped into Digimon. <laughs> As I've gotten older and the nerd nirvana we live in has expanded, I've relaxed my hardline anti anime stance and have learned to accept the differences in the mediums. To the credit of the anime fans, at least the ones I tend to associate with, the anti tokusatsu stance, oh, I'm getting so good at saying that, Ah. of the 90s has lessened as well. I think, oh, see? Of the 90s. So, see? There you go. Well, you know. In my generation, (laughs) we liked. Anime and Tokusatsu. <laughs> I think both factions have started to realize that there is cool stuff on both sides of the fence, and just roll with it. Of course, having some big-budget projects utilizing classic Tokusatsu matter, uh, subject matter, Pacific Rim and Godzilla 2014 spring to mind immediately has helped, and thus here we are, hip deep into your Star Blazers coverage, and I'm digging it all the way. I'm way behind on watching the episodes, but hearing you guys talk about them, even with numerous technological roadblocks thrown in your way, read it, my modem, is is a lot of fun. As far as what to cover after Star Blazers. I am of mixed feelings. I would love to see some more classic US imports like Voltron or Robotech, but having just finished the vintage space opera, I don't know what are you, he's reading our minds. Yeah. Don't know, don't know if doing another one makes much sense. Perhaps a show like Cowboy Bebop, which suits itself well to discussions of individual episodes, sessions, given its free willing and eclectic nature, would be a good would be a good choice. Each episode really does stand on its own for the most part, so I think it would make for for a uh, for really good discussion. As the series did just recently get a new DVD and Blu-ray full season release, so it is out there and not super expensive. Just happy to be along for the ride, fellas. Thanks. Luke. P.S. Just thought you might want to know that the U.S. limited theatrical run of Dragon Ball Z and Resurrection F was a huge success. Oh, no, I, I did not know it was it was that good.
1: I didn't know until he wrote this.
0: Drawing $8 million and a 10-day engagement. Hmm. The film outgrossed a lot of big-budget U.S. films per screen over that time, including the new Mission Impossible. And, <laughs> great, I just see Tom Cruise. Freaking... <laughs> the Scientologists are now up in arms. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise is going you know, to tr- transform into super... Um... <laughs> He's going to be a super Saiyan? <laughs> He's going to be a super Scientologist. Ah, (laughs) oh there's a weird mental image (laughs) and he's gonna he's just gonna scream "Ah," he's gonna pop into a sailor outfit you know (laughs) the scientology headquarters is right here in clearwater i've been i've been working on the beach i drive right by their headquarters i did it five days last week (laughs) a lot of the lower level flunkies walk around town and they have naval type uniforms on really Yes, that's why I said he transforms into a sailor. Oh wow! It's it's like well, not not a. It's more like a you know, blue pants. You know, some of them they might have little. Uh, it's it's, I I guess you could say they look a little bit more like say, oh, what's the other guys that go around to your house? Hi, I'd like to talk to you about. Jehovah's Witnesses. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, oh, yeah. those are
1: those are my favorite conversations with Jehovah's Witnesses.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you have your own. <laughs> oh,
1: I I love them. I they come, they I talk their ear off, and they start backing away. It's like, oh, oh. thank you. Yeah, could we come back again? And I never see them. <laughs> it's always somebody new. It's like, okay, here's your initiation. Go talk to
0: that
1: <laughs> guy. If you survive, then you're in. <laughs> I,
0: I looked into that thing at one point, and I know at one point L. Ron Hubbard was little was, you know what, maybe I shouldn't even talk about this, because then our internet connection will suddenly cut off, and I'll never be heard from again. Yeah, you, you've you talked politics once already. And now, <laughs> and now I'm jumping into religions or pseudo-religions, so yeah, let's just, yeah, let's just really... I'm not saying Scientology's not real, but its founder was a science fiction writer, and that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, Luke has a PPS. Who lived on a boat for tax evasion? Oh, there I said it. Oh, so <laughs> Okay, anyway, the film outgrossed a lot of big-budget... Wait, wait, hey, hey, oh, let me go! Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Gene, Gene, call the cops! Were those helicopters I just heard? <laughs> anyway, back to the email. The film outgrossed a lot of big-budget U.S. <laughs> films per screen over that time, including The New Mission Impossible, and is the only independent film to be in the top 10 domestic-grossing anime films, including outgrossing... Howl's Moving Castle, and The Wind Rises, both Mizaki films. Miyazaki? Miyagi. Miyazaki, I believe. Uh, my, uh, Luke, Miyazaki? let us know. Miyazaki? 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 I could keep this for like 10 minutes, it should just, just to be Mizaki. Yes. Anyway, both, insert word here, films. PPS, Bluefin is releasing a Bandai Space Yamato... 2099 mecha collection piece of the gar Gamelon. Uh, well yeah but it's the uh it's the japanese garmillas warship gatorot G- Gadirot, it's a small scale about f- f- is that four four inches four inches four inches but hey it cool it's small and affordable be priced at four oh four ninety nine. 99 yeah oh, okay Oh. twenty five an inch. <laughs> Man, that's right up... Hold on, i got to click this link. That's right up my... Uh, yeah, I don't care yeah. if it's identified a potential security screen. i got to see this! <laughs> it's it's actually pretty cool. Because it, I love little tiny ships. Like, I've got a bunch of... When Star Wars was putting out the die-cast ones... Oh, know. yeah, this this will
1: be right up your alley. Because it, it looks really, really detailed, even though it's so small. Come on, page is loading. But it's, it's not like the... It's like a flagship. Do
0: you have to paint these?
1: Uh, well, this one is solid green, so yeah, I would say if you if you would if you want more than just that, yeah, you want to paint it. But mm.
0: oh no, I'm just looking at some of the other models. You're
1: looking at the, the Gundam stuff.
0: Yeah, stuff I, I guess that. I got to yes. get through the Gundam stuff to get. Yeah, it's get... it's
1: all it's the last thing on the page, all the way at the
0: bottom. Way going down, going down, going down, going down, 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 Oh, wow. hmm. Yeah, it's really cool looking. Wow. Well, that is nice. Now is that so that's available here in the States? As far as I know. Hmm. So I mean so it's like it's four ninety-nine plus shipping, not like four ninety nine plus plus fifty dollars uh, shipping. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I gotta bookmark this it's under Star Blazers anime. Done.
1: Oh, thank you very much for writing in, Luke. That's it's always good to hear from a different generation with this kind of thing. And I know he's only five years younger than me, but he's still a different generation. <laughs> Because, <laughs> as I explained to my sister the other day, my mental pro- my mental state is thirty years older than what I actually am.
0: Yeah, mine's a little older than what I am. That's why I'm in Paul's circle of friends. <laughs> I mean, wow, because well, I was raised. I <laughs> uh, well, no. I, as for like some of my TV enjoyment, because I was raised by my grandparents, by my grandmother, so I had a tendency to watch. Things that were in reruns that I wouldn't have normally watched, like My Three Sons and um, Perry Mason, um, things like that, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I can't remember what it was, but when we were at the Rocky Run yesterday, um, as I date the show, it was the the, the one host from Dial Up Movies, Lou. He was there, and I can't remember what the reference was but somebody made a, a a reference that everybody else in the group got except him. <laughs> it's like, okay, you have to watch more TV. <laughs> it's, it was like the the one my one coworker who is I think 31 now. We he's, you know, got light brown reddish hair, boyish face. You know? So we met, we made a joke that he was Richie Cunningham at one point and he just looked at us like, "Who?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> My reaction was just you're joking, right? I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> uh yeah, but it's all, it's always good to hear a different perspective and I see I never knew like like you Bill. I never knew that there was this rift between the two. Even when I was in college, it was like, oh, it it's Japanese stuff. It didn't matter if it was live action, animated, whatever. It's Japanese stuff. It just all went in that one pot. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, you know, there was no schism or anything, but what do I know?
0: <laughs> so, going off on, on uh, a tangent. So you 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 did the Rocky like thirtieth oh. anniversary marathon? No, it was uh, or something like that, or no? They, this
1: was the second annual. They did the they did it last year, and it was so so good that they did it again this year. And I met up with a bunch of guys from Neo-Zaz, Uh Matt, Dave, Chris, Lou, um, and. Matt's parents actually ran it as well. And we did oh. the five there was a five K and a ten K. So we all did the five K and I actually I once I decided to do this back in August, I started training for it. And this is this, I don't run. I'm not built for that. <laughs> but I actually managed to get it to the point where right now I'm doing five kilometers in the morning before work. So I'm I managed to get I I only walked a little bit. I jogged most of the way, and I ended up finishing it in 33 minutes and 14 seconds.
0: Yeah, I do 5K runs, but I do it on a 1-1,000 scale, so. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe 1-10,000 scale.
1: So, my feet still hurt.
0: Uh, yeah, I can imagine. No, really, I can imagine because mm. I ain't running 5K.
1: Yeah, but.
0: I'd have a hard enough time walking 5K.
1: Well, that's what they did because Matt. <laughs> Matt is from Florida. He's originally from Pennsylvania, but he moved to Florida and his blood has thinned. Uh, so it was forty some degrees at race time. Jeez. And he said, No way in hell am I running in this weather.
0: Yeah, I know all about Matt. Um is he gonna drop that restraining order on me yet? He's thinking about it. Okay.
1: I Damn. I I think I got through to him, so you may be getting papers in the mail saying you can call him again.
0: And you know, you sit out guy outside a guy's house one time, you know. Did I say that out loud? (laughs) It's not that it was one time. It was the duration. I uh, I had car trouble. For three days. Uh, AAA couldn't find me. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We have another email. We have another email.
1: (laughs) This email comes from another one of our uh, Two True Freaks cohorts, Mr. Timothy Elliott. And it is titled, Anime Freaks Number 9 or Let Me Lend You a Hand. (laughs) And he writes... Howdy, Gene and Bill, or Bill and Gene, or Billy Gene. Nah. Greetings and salutations, my big-eyed, blue-haired freaks. Nope. Top of the morning. Damn it. <laughs> Hi, guys. Well, I'll chalk up another stellar podcast for the anime freaks. Really enjoying your Star Blazers coverage, and as the sun begins to set on Season 1 of Star Blazers, I look forward to whatever is on the horizon. Ever consider doing a
0: film or episode commentary? I'm going to put it on pause right there. Yeah, I was going to, yeah. I had thought about that, too, wondering if we should do a commentary for Akira. That might be m- interesting. Uh, like, I, I would, I, I, because the ones I've done before usually uh, peel behind the curtain, watch it through once, take notes, and figure out points you want to bring up, and right. then watch it, you know, and sometimes come up with funny jokes, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I've only ever done one commentary and that was on Zoro the Gay Blade. Mm. And as we get back to Neo's because that was with uh, Dave and Christy, the people's Yeah. The people's demanded the commentary because <laughs> it wasn't on the DVD, so someone had to do
0: it. I listened to that and I hadn't seen the movie in oh god since it was on in like HBO was like the last time I oh, saw. Oh wow. It. So, but I but I, but I listened to it and, and I just had to listen, you know.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think that doing a commentary, whether it's on Akira or something else, would be interesting. Uh, it would probably be something that we would want a guest on for, I think. Uh, just so that, because for, I I know that the two of us can come up with stuff, but to get that third point of view in there. Mm. Uh, so, it, yeah, it's something, that, something to think about. We will definitely consider it.
0: The only issue uh, that it, that it, you, you, we usually run, run into is the, and I don't know how, how well, you probably had it because you had three different people. You all have to start the movie at the same time, or make sure you all have the same copy.
1: Well, they all had the same copy because I bought it for them.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so that was okay. easy. Okay. And it,
1: yeah, all we did when we when we did the commentary is we just said, "Okay, everyone, click play, and then immediately pause, rewind to zero zero zero, and in five, four, three, two, one, play." And then it worked until Dave screwed up. <laughs> and then it once once we but that was still in the main title so Mm. whatever but once we figured that out we were back in sync and it went on
0: gotcha yeah yeah we'll we'll uh mull mull that about we've got another two episodes so doing one a month we got two three months to figure out what we're gonna do yeah
1: yeah we got uh yeah we got two more episodes of this to record first and then
0: Mm
1: -hmm. i mean even if we don't do it for akira we can do it afterwards so we still have we can still think about it yeah Anyway, he continues. Ever consider cover an, covering animation that is not strictly anime, but has the same tone and feel? Now, pause again. Uh, that See, I would consider that to be something like Thundercats would be. Mm. It's an American show, but it has that same feel of an anime, you mm. know? Yeah. Or really anything by Rankin-Bass animation. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, I Maybe.
0: I yeah think, I think I mean, there's it, there's
1: such a huge amount of
0: actual anime that, that we don't need to branch off. Right. I mean, it. Uh, I I don't mean to sound mean when I say this, but it does say anime freaks. Not kind of like anime freaks. <laughs> kind of sort of anime freak.
1: Yeah. So I I would resist that just because there's so much stuff. And part of the reason that that we started the show was not only to relive the things that we like, but also to explore in new areas. Oh, we've never seen that
0: anime. Let's take a look and see how it is. Now, I, I am would be interested in watching other animes that, I mean, I don't necessarily always, okay, what's the tying thread between Arpeggio of Blue Steel and Star Blazers? Ships, you, yeah. know? <laughs> you know, spaceships, explosions. Or gravity weapons, if you, you know, want to be technical, and and, and such. But um, I I would be interested. But we you know we did watch Ninja Scrolls, uh, and, and and there would be other types of anime that I you know would. I'm not geared into only mech.
1: Right. I mean, we there's guns, and uh,
0: explosions. I would, and would other love things.
1: to. I would love to cover Record of Lotus War at mm-hmm. some point. And that's a pure fantasy. In fact, the first episode of that, I look at and say, ah, that is the ideal D&D group right there. Yeah. So, yeah, there there are plenty of other genres of anime that we need to cover, not to mention just other series of anime. So,
0: mm-hmm. branching off... Well, like you know, Ranma, what is it, Ranma Half? Yeah. That's where, uh, What every time the that's guy... That's where the, 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 the guy gets, gets wet, turned he, into a girl. Yeah, he gets wet, he turns into a girl, and he has his... Uh, like ancient master is a panda. He was turned into a panda, so he has a panda giving him advice and everything from
1: Yeah, it, there's a lot of stuff out there we could cover. <laughs> yeah. So, he uh <laughs> and this is where Tim's apparently gone off the rails because his next questions are ever considered trying to bleach a new bleach to get your socks sparkling white? Ever been thrown down in the mud and kicked in the head with an iron boot? Yeah. On a more serious side, <laughs> I've compiled a list of suggestions for future suggestions for future shows. I don't expect you to cover all of them, but sixty to seventy percent will be sufficient. <laughs> Keep the shows coming. So his anime wish list is Gotchamon, Old or the Reboot. Now I'm gonna pause right there because Gatchaman, the original Gachamon is like 270-some episodes. Really? I didn't know that. Wow. It is, it is enormous. It's like one of the longest-running anime series ever. However, hmm. if we want to cover Gachamon, there is an OVA that they did back, I want to think back in the late 90s, that's three episodes. Hmm. And it gives you the nice flavor of it. It's not Battle of the Planets. It's not G Force. It's actually Gachamon, but it's an—I uh, believe it's in—in in English. Very advanced animation. S- you still get the plot line with Galactor and everything. And I—if we're gonna cover Gachamon, I think we should do that. Galactor, What you mean Zoltar? Yes.
0: Okay. Who was uh, a who, uh, Galact- who, who Galact- was a or... dude? Who was a dude in Battle of the Planets <laughs> with really pretty lips? In Battle of the Planets, and then it's like the last episode I remember seeing Battle of the Planets. I'm thinking it was or an episode they unmasked him, and it he might have been a woman, but he, but that person was a woman in Gotchaman all the time, right? Or no? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was weird. Yeah.
1: But Galactor is the organization.
0: Oh, it's not. What wasn't it Spectre? In hello.
1: Hello. All right. I'm I'm in the red here. Oh, now it's back to white. What the hell happened?
0: I don't know. Galactor is on the line. Okay, so anyway. Was what was the what was the organization in was it Spectre? And uh, well, the organization in Gachamon was Galactor. Okay. What was it in Battle of the Planets? Was it I could have swore it was. I, swore. But I'm that would say. be too close to uh, to James Bond to, to be comfortable. right. But I think it was Spectre. Something uh, with it. <laughs> Battle of the planets. Battle
1: of the planets had Galactor organization changed to be a terrorist force on another planet named Spectra. Uh, Spectra. Okay. Okay. With X being referred to as the uh, Great Spirit, as opposed and uh, Zoltar was uh, Kost, who was the Cost is the leader of Galactor.
0: Yeah, because I think Kyle Luke played um, Zoltar's voice in. Mm. The American uh, version. Oh,
1: that's right. I I forgot about that. Cost uh, Berg Cost, who is that's the leader of Galactor, is both male and female. Whoa! Not a hermaphrodite. Has a male form and a female form. Oh, Kinda like uh, what's his face from the original Guardians of the Galaxy?
0: Mm-hmm. What's his face from the Star garden? Starhawk or something like that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, yeah, but he was two people. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, but it, yeah, so in Battle of the
1: Planets, they go from male form, female form, to Kost being
0: Zoltar, while the female form was his sister named Mala. Hmm. So they shared a form, but only one of them could would right take. Yeah, much like Starhawk and Alita from uh, from from Guardians of the Galaxy. So Zoltar is not Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> Got it. Good.
1: Okay. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> if we're going to cover uh, Gotchamon, I would recommend that we do that OVA 3 episode one. Gotcha, man. And, and just get the, uh, the feeling of it. But anyway, <laughs> Tim's List continues
0: with Bio Booster Armor Giver. Giver. I've never seen the anime, but I've seen some of the movies they did. And I've one, seen the
1: movie that has Mark Hamill Mark as a Hamill. actor.
0: Yep. Yeah, and he turns into, into the Giver. Right. Or the Giver. Oh no. <clears> Whatever I, it is. That, that's a whole different series of books. Never mind. <laughs> uh,
1: Macross or Robotech.
0: Yay! Oh,
1: sorry. And Macross, they're, it's not the series, but I believe they have a few of the movies on Hulu. Min mm. May You Pitch! Oh, sorry. Minmay should
0: just die. die you little oh Minmay, I hate you. Which did to Rick made Lisa and Rick just... oh. Mm. Sorry.
1: Uh Mega Zone Twenty Three, which I've never heard of.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Uh, wings
0: of Honamise? Uh, just say mayonnaise. Mayonnaise <laughs> wings because every every time I've seen that man, I go wings of mayonnaise. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a delicious uh... sandwich. Dirty Pair. I've seen, I think I have a Dirty Pair movie. It's like two. I've heard of it,
1: I've never seen it. I think
0: they're like two uh, bounty hunters or just like soldiers of fortune, two chicks. Right. Dressed kind of scantily, I think.
1: Well, it's anime, isn't that a requirement?
0: Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah.
1: Uh, Speed Racer. Oh, yeah. Rama One Half. Yep. Project Aiko.
0: I've seen those. Have you seen those? I've them? seen
1: those. Those are interesting.
0: Those would probably be not too bad for maybe your daughter to watch, too. Right. I don't remember there being really, really, really a lot of. I mean, there's violence, but you know, because you've got what is Aco, Biko, and Seco Yes, and, and
1: it's it, it's like every episode is a different genre, and they keep changing allegiances and stuff like that. It's, yeah,
0: and they all go goopy. to school together, and right. But it's yeah, yeah. Uh, Golgo thirteen. I yeah, think I pronounced that, that right. That's a spy one. Oh, okay. Uh, The only experience I have with it was a Nintendo game that I played to where you were, uh, basically, you were like an assassin or a spy. That's that's all I really kind of remember from it.
1: Huh. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, Crusher Joe. Sounds like a baseball player.
0: Lensman. Lensman, it sounds familiar, and I want to say it's with ships and space. And okay. I think there was some novels that were put out at some point too. Well, I I remember there being a Lensman series of books. Right, maybe unless I don't know which if, if they combine or or not. If they, I don't know if they overlap.
1: Mm. Uh, Lupin the Third.
0: That's one that um our guest. Uh, <laughs> my God, Chris Tyler. No, no, God, I'm blanking. Thomas DJ. Yes, Thomas t- told us about that. I was okay. Is his, his favorite, if I remember correctly.
1: Alright, I'm sorry, every time I see the word lupin, all I can think of is John Cleese riding through the, the fields. On a rabbit? No, it, oh. uh, it's a Monty Python sketch where all he does is he steals lupins from the rich and gives them to the poor. <laughs> okay. Hey, So he comes in and he's, I brought more lupins. What the hell are we supposed to do with these? They're just flowers. Get <laughs> us money! Get us something! <laughs> And they have this whole running gag with the theme song, because the guy's, uh, was it Bandus Moore is is the character's name? It's like, Bandus Moore, Bandus Moore doesn't know what he's doing, or something like that. <laughs> it, it's just, the, the longer the sketch goes on, the more the song makes fun of the main character. Oh, jeez. Uh, and the ever-popular Legend of the Overfiend.
0: Seen it, seen all the sequels, seen all the other material uh you haven't seen it right i have not seen it yeah do not watch that with your wife or child around
1: <laughs> yeah well if it's if it's an anime or anything that can make guys on a navy ship say what the hell are you watching
0: yeah when no, it's
1: not exactly family friendly
0: when everybody in the room turns and looks at the guy that brought it and says what the hell is this yeah <laughs> i didn't say stop it i would just ask what the hell it is <laughs>
1: uh. So he wraps up with great show, guys. Cheers, Tim Elliott. P.S. When Sandor removes his arms, I always think of Nicholson pulling the fake hand gag on Batman at the top of the church. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And now I will never be able to watch that scene without Nicholson in my head. (laughs) Thank you very much, Tim.
0: I got a live one here. (laughs) Don't think that's the line, but that's all I could think. Yeah, well, that wraps up the email. Yeah, thank you, uh, Luke and Tim, for writing in. We really appreciate it. Well, I guess it's now on to, on with the show. Well, do we want to take a break yeah. first, or do we want to go right in? I don't know. Last time I said we we're going to take a break, I didn't put anything in anyway. <laughs> so.
1: And it, really, if we take a break, the call might end again, suddenly, yeah. like it threatened to do here before.
0: So, so i say we just jump right into, uh, you want to take the first one, or I'll take the first one.
1: Why don't you take the first one I'll take the second one.
0: Okay. <clears throat> Episode 21 of Starblazer Season 1, Challenge of the Rainbow Galaxy. It's a rainbow. After the, disa- bleh bleh bleh. After the disaster at Planet Balan, General Lysis is summoned to Gamelon to stand trial for his failed operations. General Crypt, who I thought was dead, but... <laughs> he just hasn't been seen in a while. I mean... Didn't they tell him something like, don't come back? Or was that somebody else that... No.
1: Uh, uh,
0: that was the other guy, oh, I guess.
1: Yeah, that was... uh crap. Now don't, I gotta look it up.
0: Don't come back. In my uh, high, fluting voice.
1: Uh, that was Nitwit with the reflux
0: gun. Da, 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 come da, da. back on your shield. <laughs> oh Don't come back. Gantz. Is it Gantz? Gantz. Yeah, Gantz. Yeah, Gantz can't dance.
1: Now, Crypt, Crypt has always been uh, deslock's toady. Nita Deslock,
0: yeah, yes, yes, Nita Deslock, yes. He's more like the Emperor. <laughs> something, 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 Star Force. General Crypt, presiding over the hearing in a lovely dress, I might say, might, 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 might mention. Oh, Ooh. very fetching. I, yeah, well, perhaps those were just his robes. Delivers, it was his Emperor clothes, delivers a unanimous verdict, a death sentence. Death or cake? Cake or death? I'll take cake. And <laughs> if you get that reference, bravo to you, sir. I get the reference. I just don't remember where it came from. Uh, it was... Uh, uh, it's the guy that they often call the... Uh, he's like the... Oh, hold on. I can't remember. Now I can't remember his name. Oh, my God. I've got to do a reference. At least I should remember it. Eddie Izzard.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, and one of his comedies, his older comedy skits you know he's like cake or death you know uh cake you know oh sorry a lot of cake yeah (laughs) i i I remember seeing that i just didn't
1: remember who it
0: was he's often referred to as like one of the lost member or he should have been a monty python member but he never was right officially yeah but yeah
1: he's got the right attitude
0: yes yeah so anyway uh a death sentence but when he delivers the paperwork to leader Deslock on that really cool, weird bio... That is an interesting... Bio-coffee yes. table. But Krip couldn't just walk those last three feet and just hand the paper to him? You know, I got to put it on this table, and it goes... And it, and it walks across the floor. And the then, tentacle table union is very strong. <laughs> Deslock refuses to sign them and issues a pardon along with new orders. He knows that Lysis. Lysus, reckless or not, is the only general capable of stopping the Star Force before it enters the Magellanic Cloud, the galaxy where Iskandar lives. Lysus assembles a special task force of three triple-deck fighter carriers, one battleship carrier combo, and a diet Coke. Oh, (laughs) and a command ship. Each carrier sports a specialized kind of plane. Fighters, precision bombers, torpedo planes, and one heavy bomber Bearing a missile called the Drill Missile, designed to be fired into the Argo's wave motion gun muzzle. Lysis's command. Sh- I think somebody screamed in the other room. Lysis's command ship has a device called Smite. Sp- <laughs> space <laughs> matter instant transforming equipment. I think they
1: stretched for that acronym.
0: Capable of causing fighter planes to undergo a space warp for a surprise attack on the argo the star force receives an audio message from general lysis proposing that they meet for a decisive battle at a nebula called the rainbow galaxy then why isn't it called the rainbow nebula just outside the magellanic cloud this nebula contains several stars each of which shine with a different color as well as a black gas cloud excuse me which is impenetrable to radar after much deliberation, the Star Force decides to take up the challenge. Captain Avatar delivers a rousing speech as the entire Star Force crew drinks a toast to the occasion using bottled spring water. Sure they do. No. If you read the comment. I know, I know. Preparations for the battle begin. Earth has 215 days left.
1: And you will notice that this is... Just about 40 days after the previous episode. Yeah. So Balin has been dead for, or out of the uh, the hands of the Gamelons for over a month.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they had some cool stuff going on here. They were, I guess they were experimenting on a lot of the stuff they took from Balan. I don't know what they were doing with that Balanosaurus. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, yeah. what are you guys doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to come that... up with a new meal or something? or. Yeah, he...
1: He was in with the uh, all those electric bolts going on. Oh yeah, yeah, the
0: cage lightning underneath yeah. the glass. <laughs> I have no idea what that it's was like, supposed to be. Hell, don't you guys have things to do? You know, <laughs> like clean the weapons or something. So, uh,
1: yeah, I, uh, one of my notes was just interesting table. <laughs> Super, yeah that note delivery because it's just a table <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, like, these, these tentacles just come right up out of the middle, the grab tentacles. the paper, it goes over five feet and then lets it go. yes and and then Deslock goes
0: here is your answer Crunch uh, if I had more strength, I could crush this paper but I <laughs> but don't
1: <laughs> i I do find it interesting that Deslock doesn't waste good minions, but a man that laughs at his own jokes gets incinerated.
0: I hate a man who laughs at his own joke. <laughs> Wah! <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a good one, Lita like Ah, you're so funny. <laughs> Wah!
1: <laughs> and uh, explain this to me. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the scene, right, with the courtroom. uh uh-huh. And you have, okay, we call for a vote. And, you know, give him the death penalty. Put him in jail for life. Hard labor. And then Crypt says, we have a unanimous decision. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? <laughs>
0: Well, I, by watching the um, scene, I watched the first episode in Japanese with the subtitles, and it was unanimous. They okay. all said death. So I don't know if it was just somebody, you know, missed or, you know, I don't know what. But, but yeah, also in the Japanese, I guess there was two women in the audience in a scene.
1: Yeah, one was in a burka and one's dressed as a ninja. <laughs> I, whatever. But like... Like they say on the notes here, you have to remember that originally this was supposed to be a 39-episode series. So this episode was actually the beginning of a six-episode arc. And these women, there was supposed to be stuff later on where there were uh, there was an all-female assassin unit that was supposed to come in much later in the series. So it's probably the storyboards and everything got done Before they cut it down, and that plot went away. So these the women were there, and it's just it's interesting to see them. But if it was the full series that they wanted to do, they would have come into it as oh, here are these assassins sent to get Avatar or whatever.
0: Yeah, because with cutting this up, you know now everything. I mean, we're at two hundred fifteen days, and really we only have uh, four episodes left. So it's like okay, we got to up. Yeah, it's like Hurry up, bang, get bang, get bang.
1: <laughs> wrap this up, wrap that up, wrap this up. <laughs> Got to go. But I I I loved it when Lysis starts starts to blame Volgar and somebody shouts, will you stop blaming other people?" Yeah. Volgar.
0: <laughs> I was only following leader Deslags uh, orders and, uh, you
1: <laughs> you told you uh... But then Volgar starts working for him again. I don't I don't understand that. Isn't it I mean he's blaming all his failures on Vulgar? Okay, we'll take Volgar away from him and put somebody else there. Yeah. But they had the they had the actor already, so why waste him?
0: Yeah, I guess. I am not sure, but um Um <laughs> So when they showed I think it was the second or the third Carrier Commander when they were yeah. returning the gamelong, I was like, All right, who let Shaggy pilot why is Why is Shaggy from Scooby Doo one of the? Uh, because it was the first thing I I was like, you know, I just heard do whoa Raggy
1: we gotta we gotta return to Scamalon
0: whoa Raggy we're at Rabbit
1: <laughs> oh boy
0: hey Scoob
1: Uh... Something I did notice about the carriers, more more on the uh, the fighters than the carriers themselves. Now triple decker carriers, they were they were cool, but I think that they were pulling a George Lucas here, in they were using some old war footage because all of the the Gamelon fighters, except for the the really advanced drill missile one, are very very World War Two. Nope
0: even the drill missile one reminded Is it? me yep it reminded me of the german flying wing
1: okay i could see
0: that because the not the torpedo ones but the uh, the missile okay what did they have they had the the precision bombers reminded right. me of like the american i want to say there were avengers or mm mm-hmm. mhm because yeah. the because the way their wings they have the bent wing they had the bent wing and then you had the torpedo planes which would have been i th- i don't know if those were the zeros or no that's another name i can't remember the name of the torpedo planes although it was a little bit the torpedo planes were a little different because like the the the, tor- the torpedo actually looked like it was a part of the of the structure of the fighter cuz it was kind of enveloped or held yeah, it, in a yeah, cradle yeah
1: once once they Not, dropped it that whole piece of the fighter just kind of right whooped, it, went looked, away.
0: it looked like it was part of the fuselage and then when it dropped away it was there was like it looked like you lost a third of the actual um, fighter.
1: Yeah, but they they were definitely using some reference
0: films. Oh yeah, um, I remember reading some of it said that that they had looked at um, World War II footage for dogfights and stuff. Right for some of this. Yeah, but is I thought very
1: the, interesting.
0: I, I thought the carriers reminded me a little bit of the Japanese character uh, uh, of the Japanese carriers from World War II. Right. Because they kind of had, whereas American carriers, the hull goes up right to the bottom of the flight deck.
1: The Japanese carriers, it was basically, the flight deck was built on top of the ship.
0: Yeah, and it looked, there was a distinct difference. And you kind of saw that with these as well. Right. Yeah, another thing
1: is we get, I I believe this is our first real good look at Gamelon.
0: Do you hear that? Or Barcalon. Yeah, <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> that's okay. <Damn> dogs. <laughs> that's fun. And that's with yeah. the
1: door closed.
0: <laughs> and I don't remember. Um, I think I was in the Japanese one. There was a scene where I don't something was next to Gamelon. I don't know what it was.
1: Oh no, a, mm. it must be Mirage.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no idea what that was. No. Uh, so yeah, we get
1: one of one of the major things in this is something that has shown up in the live action, which was the Drill Missile. And we will see more of that next episode, but this is its first introduction. hmm And yep. that's going to that's gonna be a, a big thing. I mean, that's in... I don't... Now, I haven't watched the other two seasons at at all in the past 20 years, so I don't remember if the drill missile comes back in to play at all during the regular Star Blazers. But I remember it's one of the iconic things from the show.
0: Yeah, I don't remember if there's anything like that. Because um, af- after this series,
1: the Earth starts building ev- all of its ships with wave motion guns. So you would think that would be possibly a, a well a counterattack for like it. Like
0: next in season two, like one of the opening in the opening episode... You see, I believe it's called, I don't know what it's called in the Japanese, but it's called the, I think the Andromeda. And it mm-hmm. has two wave motion guns in the front. Right. So, yeah, I'm not, not sure. I don't remember what what happened with that. It, oh. it, if we see it again.
1: Yeah.
0: Later, after these two. so. Yeah,
1: but we have that, and then we have Spite, which is the, spite? the Gamelon's Spite. Smite.
0: Is it? Space Matter Instant oh, okay. Transforming. See, I, I heard when I... See, I thought it, I, I heard, heard spite, spite too, but in here it's might.
1: Okay. Well, I will bow to that. Me... <laughs> da, 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 da. Keep going. I'm just... I'm looking up to make sure I'm not insane. That's okay. I'm, e- I'm eating a potato chip. No, it, yeah, they have it on, <laughs> on here. Yeah, spate, But here... See, here's the thing. In the, uh, the Japanese... The rstarblazers.com, which is where we get our Japanese information... Uh, it's listed as, it is Smite, but is Space Matter Instant Transporting Equipment, as opposed to Space Matter Instant Transforming Equipment. So it's transporting versus transforming. Uh, Either way, they're watching Star Trek.
0: Yeah, well, didn't, well, I mean, because really all this is, is a, it's just allowing smaller, plane, smaller ships to do a space warp because they can't do it on their own.
1: Yeah, it's it's transporting them from one place to another. Yeah. Yeah. So how do they anyway. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: Well they go there and they don't come back. <laughs> uh so one one question I had was you have all these scenes around the the Argo where you have you know people getting ready for the battle, etc. And you have the hangar deck and Conroy yells up at people working on regular black tigers. <laughs> that to you know th- make sure to get Wildstar's superstar ready because he'll be leading us. And everybody okay. turns and goes, Yeah,
0: and yeah I'm yeah. thinking why are you all turning? <laughs> well, <laughs> that my question
1: is, why is Wildstar leading him? Isn't he deputy captain now? Shouldn't he be on the ship in case Avatar has another one of his attacks?
0: Well I'm hmm, I guess I would kind of see that, but maybe he's really think he's really gonna be need- maybe his piloting skills are going to be needed more out there in the fray, although he doesn't stay out there long.
1: No, well, we'll see that next yeah. episode. But what I like about Lysis, though, they're going through all this, and Volgar, you know, once, once Lysis addresses all the captains of the carriers and everything, he turns around and Volgar says, you know, what if this doesn't work? What, what happens if this plan doesn't come out? And Lysis just basically slaps him down. Oh, I never go into battle with doubts or anything. Then they're reviewing their plan later about, okay, well, the Star Force is over here. We're going to transport the people over here, destroy the radar, etc. And Volgar stands up. It's a great plan. It's sure to work. And Volgar says, <laughs> don't be too sure. <laughs> what
0: the hell? <laughs> is he bipolar or something? I, I guess, yeah. Because in one, one scene, he's Grand Moff Tarkin. Evacuate in our moment of triumph? You know, and then the next he's like, Whoa, woezy, wozy oh, don't be, you know, don't be so proud of this technological terror you've created."
1: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. This, should we talk about the uh? We, I don't really have anything for the other three commanders. Uh, i the, the one guy's kind of overweight, and he has an eye patch. Mm. And then the other guy's head looks like that they squeezed his head too hard with the forceps when they pull him out as a baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the really the the captains of the carriers don't play any part. No. They're just there. It's it like I said before, if this was the six episode arc that they had originally planned, I'm sure that these characters would have played a much bigger role. But right now it's just, oh, that's the guy from the red ship. That's the guy from the blue ship. And that's it. There's no really defining personality. They say their names I am Captain So and So from Andromeda, or whatever. And yeah, I'm that... from
0: the Diamond Cluster, and I'm from this cluster, and I'm from that cluster,
1: and I'm from Omega because I can't pronounce Omega correctly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm gonna and I'm gonna take off in a giant. And Lysus has a giant flying saucer. Yeah, with some kick-ass speakers on it. But... It's a great light show that he has on there. <laughs> like he's going to a rave or something.
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but as as we didn't, you did mention. Believe it or not, folks, at this point, the Star Force actually toasts
0: with spring water, and it's really actually spring water. Yeah, because I called bullshit on that, and then I looked in the Japanese, and it was like, oh, it is spring water. Yeah, well, it's, it's in shot glasses and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like in little sake glasses. Yeah. But, but apparently, I've, I've, that it, it, what did it say that that was done because of symbolic
1: instead of drinking something that's prepared by the hand of man, they are drinking something pure, and natural from the earth itself. However, in most other countries, other than Japan, this is it's typically considered bad luck to toast with water. <laughs> well, as we will see in a few minutes, <laughs> that actually comes true.
0: Yep. Oh, and when I was listening to um, Sandor and – no, not Sandor, uh, Wildstar. Well, okay. After we get all all the commanders introduced, Shaggy and the gang, um, there's the Japanese scene to where Dr. Sane is sitting in, I don't know, one of the recovery rooms or something or is his, his – his, I don't know what he's doing. I think it's in, he's in his quarters, actually. But he's got the sake – he's got his shoes off. He's got the sake bottle. And he's I, drunk. <laughs> you know, Analyzer comes in, IQ nine, and uh, you know he's basically said, "You really like to relax."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um, <laughs> Doctor Scene uh, suggests that I that IQ has a drink, the, and the, the robot throws a cup full of sake on himself, which, as in episode eleven, makes him instantly drunk. <clears throat> and then, then he keeps hiccuping, and then he goes in and he talks to Wildstar and um, and Venture. And this is also deleted. Well, I think he comes... Does he come... No, he's not even seen in in that scene in in, in the American.
1: I don't think he's in this episode at all in the American version. I think him or Dr. Sane are in this episode.
0: So, um, but in this scene, minus IQ9, they had been discussing the Rainbow Cluster or Galaxy and how each... Now, what what I heard on the American, I was like, what? (laughs) That each star... Is a it is composed of a different element? Yes. Like there's a copper star. I'm like what? Yeah, it's (laughs) it's kind of dumb. Yeah. I was like, oh, copper star. Okay, know where all the pennies come from in the world? (laughs) Universe. So.
1: Yeah, I I, it's sound science about different elements burning different colors. Yes, that's not how stars work. I'm sorry. (laughs) The different yeah. color stars are not different elements. It's because they are different sizes, burning different temperatures.
0: Yeah, so I was just like, wow, whatever. <laughs> I just let it go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and then, I mean, then uh, Domal Lysis, whatever, sends sends the message to the Star Force, and I dare you. I, <laughs> I- dare you. <laughs> I
1: dare you to cross this line. I dare you to cross this line, this one. That one, this one, that one. (laughs) Star Force falls off the cliff. I watch too much Looney Tunes. Of course, if you go by the topic I started on on Facebook, that means that Paul Spataro just tricked uh, Scott Gardner into going off off the cliff. (laughs) Or me. No, you're Foghorn Leghorn, remember? Yeah, and Paul's the dog. Oh, that's right, Paul's the dog. I say,
0: I say, what? I say, boy, I'm I'm doing Apollo smile here. <laughs> Pay attention. Look at me, boy. I say, boy, Nova's face is up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, man. so that that's pretty much this whole episode is is, is just Lysis getting his butt reamed, coming close it, to being killed.
1: It's set up for the battle. Yeah. That's all it is. It's complete utter setup for the next episode, which is the battle as one of one of the best done episodes, and that makes sense because it took them forever to do it. Oh, mm-hmm. well, why don't we just get into that?
0: Sure. Um, oh, I just saw that. I guess there was a blooper. I guess there, uh, somebody wrote on here. I'm looking at the comments for the commentary. It says, uh, when Crypt is informing Lysis right after getting up off the couch, and I bring new orders for you? Notice Crypt's nose is missing. Oh. guess the animators thought nobody would notice. Might have to go back and look at that. So Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess on to episode twenty-two. Episode twenty-two:
1: The Battle of the Rainbow Galaxy. <clears throat> the Star Forces arrived at the Rainbow Galaxy Nebula. Holy contradiction in terms. General License's task force begins to attack its attack by deploying fighter planes to lure the Star Forces Black Tiger Squadron away from the Argo. The plan works. And once the squadron's away, the Gamelons launch precision bombers and use Smite to teleport them into close range of the Star Force. The attack cripples the Argo's radar. The Black Tigers are recalled and drive off the bombers, but not before the Argo suffers significant damage. Not relenting, Lysis sends torpedo planes, warping them to the opposite side of the Argo. They inflict severe damage to the ship before being driven off, and nearly all of the Argo's gun turrets are destroyed. The Black Tigers then return to the ship for refueling, proving the point, you don't launch all your planes at once.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Striking the final blow, Lysis teleports the drill missile bomber right in front of the Argo. The gigantic missile is dropped and plows into the wave motion gun, rendering it useless. Dalek. <laughs> Would that make the drill missile ca- a catheter, then? Oh, ow, eeh. The drill head penetrates into the gun's control room. When the Ar- With the Argo defenseless, the Gamelon fleet moves in close for the kill and begins a close-range ship-to-ship bombardment. The Argo's last remaining gun turn explodes, and the ship is utterly defenseless. But Sandor and IQ-9 manage to break into the missile through the completely open front end of it, and with 30 seconds of detonation, switch some wires, reverse the polarity, and make it back itself out. The drill missile flies backwards, right into the Gamelon fleet, striking the very battle carrier from whence it came. The debris from the exploding ship strikes the other three carriers, wiping them all out. Only Lysis's command ship remains. Stunned at this turn of events, Lysis attempts to ram the Argo, chasing the Star Force into the Black Cloud. With the Starforce unable to see his ship, Lysis maneuvers beneath the Argo and grapples onto the lower hull. He connects, eh, he contacts the Starforce by video to inform them that the battle is now over. He has placed a bomb against their hull. Captain Avatar tries to convince Lysis that the Starforce is no threat to Gamelon, but just wants to complete its mission to Iskandar. For a moment, Lysis considers the matter, but he refuses to relent and starts the bomb timer. His ship ungrapples and moves away, but is heavily damaged in the ensuing explosion. As for the Argo, half of the underside is utterly destroyed, but still the lucky ship survives. Lysus' own ship is too damaged to continue the fight, and he returns to Gamelon in disgrace, knowing that unpleasantness awaits him. After holding a burial at space for those lost during the battle, the Star Force pushes on towards Iskandar. Earth has only 214 days left. So that was an interesting episode.
0: You know, I, I used the same maneuver playing Starfleet Battles. Oh. that My opponent had all his ships too close together because I we had in, interpreted something in the rules or I, I had read something about having them like too close, like next to each other in the same, he- like he had them all lined up next to one, one another. Like
1: hex to
0: hex to hex. Hex to hex yeah. to hex. Okay. so I used a shuttlecraft and I snuck it past his defenses and I rammed like one of the main his main cruisers Uh. and detonated a matter antimatter device. Wow. And I said, I've just destroyed because all your guys are in such a tight formation. I've just destroyed, you know, most of your fleet. (laughs) And then and and then we had to sit there and argue about it in in the rule book. And finally, you know, he finally said, fine, you win. (laughs) So see, that maneuver does work. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, except for the, oh, the missile's coming right back at us.
0: Should we move? Nah, stay here. Well, I don't, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they were, that thing take, came out pretty the, fast, pace. man. Yeah, take it it something. Because if all they had to do was drop down a little bit, then it, it went sure. right over this, because it hit them in the superstructure.
1: Yeah, turn the ship, like, 20 degrees. <laughs> It'll yeah. be fine. It'll just go right past you.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, it was, it was, you know... It was, it was good up until the end, where then that blows up, and it like parts of it go over and blows up the next one, and blows up the next one, and blows up the next one, and, next one and you're like, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, the the animation was nice.
1: Oh, the animation was cool. It was just, it's like this it's gonna, huge battle. The Star Force is so outnumbered, they're practically destroyed, and just this one little, one little thing, and then all of
0: Lysus' fleet is gone. It's like Lysis and, you know, it was like they had the Three Stooges or the March Brothers on the other side. <laughs> but yeah, uh, oh, oh, what are the best scenes in this? That just, which I think I want to say we saw that in the live action because it looked it looked so familiar. Was the overhead shot of the ship and, uh, and all the large torpedoes coming in and hitting it simultaneously oh, on all sides. Yeah. I was like, ooh! I mean, because there was one where they just showed it coming in from from the side, but then they cut to the top overhead view, and you just saw all up and down the it's sides just of the ship.
1: Everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. It, they took a long time to animate this. In fact, they ran over at at one point in their schedule, which is why they had to farm out the other one. Did it take like I, I want to say something? Uh, it 50, took
0: fifty days. Fifty days. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it was worth it. I mean, this this episode was great. And you got to see a lot of interior shots of, like, you, you got a couple uh, scenes of the damage control crews going around the ship trying to, you know, make mm-hmm. the repairs and everything. Well, of course, in the Japanese one, you see guys getting smoked. Yeah, you, you see the guys actually blow up. Yeah. You see the damage control party get incinerated and you see the the interior of the one gun turn when it blows up and you see the uh, the people in the, the third bridge go kablooey. Mm. Yeah, this this is where I think the whole the third bridge is de- going to be destroyed thing comes from.
0: Because mm.
1: that's, that's where Lysis latches on to. And in the Japanese version, there is no bomb. In Japanese version, Lysis destroys his own ship. And that's what blows up the, the bottom of the Argo. But it when it
0: comes out of that, holy
1: crap. I mean, it. You have.
0: Oh, it's just like the, basically the bottom half, like, like yeah, half or like a third, like right from just a big hole, yeah, just the keel like a half moon right
1: away, yeah,
0: right out, right out of the bottom of the ship is gone, yeah, it's
1: and it, it's it's horrible.
0: The
1: mm. dog doesn't like it either. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Well, and there's a cutscene from the Japanese one that they had sent guys out to repair the radar dishes up on. Up on the superstructure. Yeah. And you see they've got guys out in spacesuits, and they're actually putting a radar dish in place. And uh, the battleship... Oh, how about the battleship carrier? Oh, the carrier where the flight deck flips around. Is yeah, like the flight time. deck flips over, and it's got... He's got, like, four, five, six turrets under there, and then it blasts the, um, the superstructure where the guys were at. Yeah. And basically kills those guys, because they blast them off into space oh, oh the, we we're talking about the battle damage and stuff
1: yeah and well that's one of my notes even if they didn't show it i knew as soon as the uh they because they showed the the damage control crew coming in and replacing the radar dishes and then you have the ships firing on that area again so my note was well, so much for the damage control
0: yeah yeah and then they, yeah it's just really and then when lysis puts the bomb on the bottom of the ship and Avatar's like, get into the upper decks. And you see everybody running and scrambling. Yeah, it's like, is it Sandor or somebody
1: that says, don't panic, don't panic. Well, guess <laughs> what, asshole? They already started to panic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a bomb on the hull. Get to the upper decks. Ah! <laughs> They're running over each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the drill missile bomber, um, yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the flying wing. That that the Germans had, um, at at that time.
1: Yeah, I can see that, and it's still got it's got the bent wing design and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's it. Just, it that one looks more futuristic than than some of the other ones. Is all. How
0: did do, I don't, How did they get into the opening? Well, you know what? They do show a little red hole, a little red thing.
1: Well, oh, that's just it. It's it's actually if you that's how it was always there. Apparently, that it's, it's always had. A uh, a big thermal exhaust port right in front of the, <laughs> the drill bit there.
0: Kind of a poor design there, guys. Yeah, really.
1: Well, it's like on on the the Cosmo or the rstarblazers.com, Where? Uh, let me find it. Uh, da, 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 da,
0: da. Drill missile, drill missile, drill missile. Oh, what is it under site index or?
1: No, it's... Uh, I'm I'm looking in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guy that's writing, he says, I can only assume that the drill missile was assembled in a hurry and the easily accessible core was a design flaw the Gamelon engineers didn't have time to fix. Or perhaps they didn't see the need. After all, I can hear them saying, what are those Earth barbarians going to do? Walk in and rewire it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it that's just... that's one of those major things that's like it's just like all oh, the carriers exploding at the end. It's just too simple a solution for it. They didn't have to unlock a hatch. Just show them opening a door or something. Don't make it just oh hey this is open. Let's
0: just walk in. And we'll just rewire it. And of course, then as soon as it started to black uh, to back out, wouldn't there be I don't know the sucking of of air outs out of <laughs> would everybody get sucked out of the big hole? Yeah, out you out the, would front think. Of the ship? Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah
1: but. The, the black tigers running low on fuel and then they all have to return to the ship. Yeah, this, that's why you launch your fighters in waves. So you always have air support, or in this case, space support. Yeah. So, okay, launch a third. Then, then launch another third, and the first third comes back to refuel. You want launch the third part.
0: The yeah. one thing that was cool was that um, Wildstar took off from the actual deck itself. Uh, yes. He didn't come out of the... The, the typical catapult. Well, yeah, yeah, because ba- battleships of this era did have, um, in World War II, did have catapults on the back of them that had small scout planes that they could shoot off the catapult and then had, um, you know, the pontoons on them because they would come back to the ship and land in the water and a crane would go down and pick them up and re-land them back and put them back on, on, on the ship. Right. So that, I, I thought that was a nice touch. And it's quick and you'll miss it. But yeah, he didn't go out the little launch bay in the bottom. He just took right off the side of the ship, Shoo, on a catapult. Yeah.
1: So. yeah, and it's interesting. After all the carriers are destroyed, Lysus and I actually wrote down the quote:
0: "Take a heading straight for the Star Force." And they fly and and they fly and in a spiral. And he has a little spaceship. Yeah,
1: it's like he's, it's lost
0: in space. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
1: And then they go into the uh, Motara Nebula. I mean, the the black gas. <laughs> black. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Motara Nebula. Well, the radar doesn't work, and they're use, they're actually using three dimensional thinking because they get a the Gamelons get above the the Argo, and they start
0: drop. Oh, depth depth ar- Yeah, there was there was like every thing that you've seen in a World War Two movie: depth charges, torpedo runs. Huge dogfight. Dogfights. Uh, yeah, it, it, all of that was here. Yeah, so they're dropping depth charges on, on the Argo. And I think that's when they took out the last turret. Or no, I think the turrets were gone before that. I'm not quite sure.
1: Yeah, uh, the turrets were gone before the drill missile hit.
0: Yeah. I mean, this, you
1: see the Argo at the end of this episode, and it's you're wondering how it's staying together. It is just so damaged. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that it's actually able to move.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And then um, after Volgar's gone, either well, in one version he's dead, in the other one, he's probably dead. I don't remember next next episode what happens to him. But um, everybody's out on the flight deck, including Captain Avatar with his hat inside his helmet. Oh, it's only the second time he's been in that spacesuit though. Yeah, but he looks so much thinner. And more svelte in that spacesuit. Maybe he should wear the spacesuit more often. Well, it's it's because that coat makes him look bigger than he actually is. I mean, you you've <laughs> worn a pea coat before. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah, he's probably some little old man underneath there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, he's only he's only as big as actual as Sandor actually is. So.
0: <laughs> I want one of those stylish uh, uh, Star Force Captain pea coats though. I like those.
1: It, they are very cool.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at, after the battle's over, they're all on the flight deck, and, you know, there's destruction all around. And they um, are basically doing, you know, honoring their, their fallen dead and shooting them off into the space. Although they don't really, I don't remember actually seeing them shoot, but I guess they, do they show the coffins drifting off? In the no, universe? they just
1: they show them holding the coffins. Right. That's it. The, and then Avatar has a speech, then they cuts away. But in the Japanese version, they do actually launch the coffins out at, I think they said,
0: like 20 coffins or something like that. Mm. Yeah, because there was I was also looking at there was two different versions of the animation. Um, and some... Yeah, because originally it was supposed
1: to be taking place around a planet that they had to actually take out.
0: Well, I guess it says that the photography of this episode ran into overtime. So it was initially broadcast with animation errors. After the series wrap production, enough time and money remained to go back and reshoot these problematic scenes. The corrected version then became the one seen in reruns and on video. This was also done so that episodes 21 and 22 could be combined into a 40-minute featurette for film rental clubs. The NG, no good version of episode 22, has often been included as an extra on video releases in Japan, most of the changes were enhancements to nearly empty space backgrounds. But six scenes were significantly changed, as shown here. And uh, there's some stuff with the Gamelon fighters. There's more with the the dive bomber with a mm-hmm. planet behind it, and it's way more detailed. Uh, there's some damage with the uh, after the ship had been hit, uh, which I believe this is another scene we have from the credits. Yeah, this is the all the fire and or through the fire and, and the, the smoke. smoke. Yeah, we will oh, never I give do. up hope, mm-hmm. 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 Um, and so on and so forth. And oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about Lysis' big spotlights. You know, yeah, <laughs> fly in front of my ship, and I'll turn on the high beams and beam you behind the Argo. <laughs> when the little ships pop up and they start blasting, them. Oh, yeah, this is this is a good episode.
1: It's a very good episode. Yeah, it's it's one of, the, one of the better ones because they spent so much time on it.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't want to say it's lighthearted, but there's more action, whereas uh, I know the last two episodes we did were kind of heavy.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's not depressing. Mm-hmm. There, it, it's, well, it's
0: depressing over the damage
1: that's done to the show. There's a lot of battle. There is death. The, it, yeah. Even if it's not shown on the screen, there's obviously people dying. But it's not... It's, oh, they got through and the ship still is on its mission. It's not, oh God, he can't, he's trying to swim home. He's so depressed, you know, it's not, (laughs) it's not that much of a downer, Mm. but it's actually, we're getting a lot more drama coming up too, because we're, uh, the next couple episodes, we're going to be seeing not only the confrontation with Gamelon, you know, actually at Gamelon, but we're gonna see some uh inter crew drama going on when they finally get to iskandar
0: yep which i'm drawing a blank on what that is from what i remember but so but maybe it's a good thing it's been so long
1: yeah it's i remember what what happens uh i don't i remember the beginning of what happens i don't remember the uh, eventual resolution of it uh but i do remember that the assistant engineer has a part to play in it
0: doesn't uh trying to think is it uh doesn't somebody want to stay with starsha or no uh it's or am i thinking a different season i think
1: you may be thinking of something else uh i'm not going to explain it because it will spoil it for people yeah yeah so but the you want to go into a next time or do you have anything else no
0: no i think that pretty much wraps it up i think i think we're good
1: Well, next time on All New Anime Freaks, we're going to be doing a uh, two-part Gamelon episode. Episode 23 is Dragged to Gamelon, and episode 24 is The Battle of Gamelon. So we get to see exactly what happens when Deslock
0: confronts the Star Force. Hmm. It ain't pretty. And, uh, I don't know, uh, we might see something else, too. You never know. (laughs) When they get to Gamelon.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, we won't get into that too much.
0: You could say they're uh, having some binary thinking going on, or something like that. Could or, yeah.
1: so it could be seen double. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. <yeah>, yep. <yeah>. Venture. <laughs> Venture. D- Jump. Uh, Venture. Gump was drunk. Yeah. Wildstar. I see two Gamelons. <laughs> I, uh, that's it, I guess. <laughs> that's an interesting place to go out.
1: Yeah. Visit our website at 2truefreaks.com two true freaks is always spelled t-w-o-t-r-u-e-f-r-e-a-k-s you can email
0: two true freaks directly at two true freaks at gmail.com
1: two true freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on itunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow